Welcome to Qualgen's podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness related, including hormones, pharmaceuticals, health trends, and ways you can help better your life. Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. Today, I'm talking with Candy Kinney. Candy is a board-certified family nurse practitioner with a background in family medicine, urgent care, and pediatrics. She specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy for both men and women, IV therapy, and medically supervised weight loss. Candy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so excited. I am too. I was so, I mean, we got to meet at the aesthetic show. Gosh, when was that? Is that last month? Yeah, I think it was last month. Man, it goes so fast. So it was exciting. It's always nice to be able to put a face to the name and know who you're talking to. Yes. So how did you get started and what made you specialize in the field that you're in today? So I initially got started in the field I'm in because I was did some primary care and I did some urgent care. And in urgent care, we kind of did a little bit of primary care as well. But I just really, really did not like chronic care treatment. You know, I was just tired of treating people with chronic illnesses. That sounds bad. I was tired of I was tired of meeting people where they were already sick. You know, mm-hmm. um, by the time you get to that point, they need medicine, they need all of this care, and a lot of times, I'll be honest, they're not very compliant. So mm-hmm. it's so hard to fix them when they've already gotten to that point. And I just was like, you know, this is just not. I'm just not passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And um, I was raised with a single mom, and so I've always been a strong advocate for women. And so that's just something that naturally led me into hormone replacement and then IV therapy and things like that, where I could catch these patients before they got sick. And that's just where my passion is. Absolutely. Just healing people, (laughs) making them better. Yeah. Getting them better so they don't need to be healed. Yes. Yes. That's yes, completely. Um, IV therapy. What exactly is that? What do you use IV therapy for? So IV therapy is, um, we use that for so many things. We have, you know, we have cancer patients that we treat who get an amazing result from IV therapy. We have patients who come in just, you know, they've had like a viral illness or something like that, and they just are feeling run down. So they come in for that. We've got some patients that come in with actual vitamin deficiencies. There's just a number and a variety of patients that we treat, and they just feel so amazing after this. And, you know, I'll be honest, when I first started, I was surprised myself by how amazing they felt after an IV, you know, a vitamin IV, but it has been life changing for some of our patients. I've heard great things about it. I've never tried it personally, but I see them all over and I feel like it's just getting so big right now. So it's really awesome. I mean, especially if it works. (laughs) That's really what matters. And then I know the other main treatment in your clinic is hormone therapy. So you mentioned your mom made you kind of want to get into that with the women's health, but what else did and what benefits have you seen from hormone therapy in your practice? Well, let me give you a statistic. Okay. So by the year 2025, there's going to be over 1 billion women in menopause throughout the world. So that's, that's 12% of the world's population. And symptoms that they have, you know, that things like hot flashes, night sweats, depression, decreased libido, fatigue, all of those symptoms create 
a decline in women's quality of life. Mm -hmm. And also it's a decline in their productivity. So when you say that, we're talking with that amount of people, the American Association of Retired Persons in 2017, 2018 said only one in five women in the United States complaining of symptoms received a referral to a menopause specialist. So of the 60% of women who did seek out medical treatment, only 75 of them were left untreated at all. Wow. So, I mean, it's an outrageous thing that this many women are experiencing this, but they're not getting any treatment. Yes. You know, and that's just women's hormones. Yeah. That statistic blows my mind because there are so many options out there. I mean, even if they don't want to do hormone pellets, I mean, there's yeah. options outside of hormone pellets that I don't understand why people don't want to help. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I think that, and I'm not pointing the finger, but primary care has really failed them. You know, they go in to see their doctors and their doctor's like, oh, it's just part of aging, yes. you know, but it's not. And, it, and there's things that can help with that. So mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy to me that they don't get the help they need. Yes. And it, I hear it from people all the time. And I mean, it's all about, and I've said this multiple times now, it's all about finding a doctor who actually listens to you and wants to help you. I mean, you can go to a million doctors. You're not going to get along with all of them. Yeah. But just find someone who actually listens to you and cares about helping you because you're not supposed to live and be miserable. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about hormone labs because I know there's so many differences in lab work. So what are the differences between saliva, blood, and urine tests? So there's, there's a few differences. (laughs) In my clinic, I just use blood. Um, I initially started out with some saliva testing, but Mm -hmm. I just found that it didn't really give me much of a bigger picture that made me change my treatment. So I have just stuck with blood. Um, Blood Mm -hmm. tests are probably the most common test for hormone replacement. And it's a great place to start. Even if you do the others, it's a great place to start for baseline levels. Mm -hmm. So the blood's collected in the office and sent to the lab. Though the blood test tests for hormone levels present in the liquid part of the blood, um, known as the plasma or the serum. So this can tell you, you know, your tells your provider whether you have excess or deficiency in your hormone levels. The Mm -hmm. great thing about blood testing is that you can test for multiple deficiencies at once. So not only are you testing for like the sex hormones, which you can include FSH, A1C, you know, thyroid, so many more things than just the sex hormones, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. The downside of blood testing or or the reason why some providers prefer other methods is that blood testing kind of gives you a snapshot. It takes, you know, what's happening in your blood at that time. So it doesn't differentiate between what's free hormones, what's bound up hormones. So it doesn't tell you, you know, what's available at that moment. Just a question on that with the blood, because you kind of said it's a snapshot. So is there a better time to do a blood test? Like, is there like in the morning better than... So with females, there's it doesn't really matter. Um, you're going to get, you're going to kind of get the same snapshot, you know, what, no matter what time you take it. Mm-hmm. With males, when we have males come in for blood tests, we always have them come in in the morning. The guidelines say if you're going to test a male for testosterone, you want to test them early in the morning. That's when they should, you know, peak. So we right. have a male come in in the morning, but females, they don't have to come in any certain. Okay. So then that's blood testing. So then with saliva, saliva tests is a little different. So with all hormones circulate in the bloodstream and they're bound by carrier proteins. So Mm -hmm. saliva tests show the bioavailable 
or the free hormone levels versus the amount, you know, that's caught in your bloodstream. Patients are usually sent home with like a little test tube that they spit in. Um, They collect this live at home and they usually just mail it directly to the lab. Mm -hmm. So you test this live like over a period of hours. So like 12 hours or 24 hours. The reason that some providers like that better is because it gives more of a big picture instead of the snapshot that you get from blood testing. Right. The problem with saliva, though, is you're depending on the patients to do it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's a lot of really strict guidelines that they have to follow. You know, they have restrictions around eating and drinking and lipstick and chewing gum and brushing their teeth. So you're depending on them to follow all those guidelines and then send the saliva in. Yeah, that's a lot of factors. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, saliva also isn't as accurate with topical or oral hormones. So if you're taking them orally or using a topical solution, they're not as accurate either. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then the last one that you asked about is the urine test. Mm -hmm. So the urine test is what's called the Dutch test. That's kind of the newest one uh, that people are doing. Mm -hmm. The Dutch test, the the newest Dutch test is a lot better than the older one. The older one used to have to collect urine like all day long and Mm. keep it in a jug and then send those jugs in. And it was just, it wasn't that. But the newer Dutch tests are really good. You just soak a pad in urine and then you let it dry. And then you send that into the lab where the Dutch test shines over the other one is that it measures the hormone metabolites. So this tells your provider how you're breaking down the hormones. Unfortunately, it's really expensive. So it's, again, not comprehensive like the blood. So you're still only getting the sex hormones. It just depends. Your provider, whatever provider you go to, you'll get whatever lab they like to do. Yep. So. <laughs> Are there insurances that cover the lab test or is it all out of pocket? I mean, blood tests for sure is always covered by insurance. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blood test is always covered by insurance. Even though we don't take insurance in our practice, mm-hmm. our lab bills their insurance. So that's always covered. Oh, um, perfect. The other two, I don't think that those are covered. They're out of pocket and they're both more expensive, which is, you know, another factor when you're considering doing labs. Yeah, absolutely. So what blood work panels do you require to have done and what do they entail? So on all of my patients, male and female, I check thyroid panel, which is a TSH, a free T3, and a TPO antibody to see if they have any thyroid issues. You know, their PCP is usually only checking their TSH, but that's not a great picture of what's going on with their thyroid. You always want to check a free T3, which tells the active amount of thyroid that they have, which is the thyroid that makes you feel the best. And then you always want to check a TPO antibody to see if they have anything like Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder and your primary care doctor is not checking for those. Then I check an estradiol, a free and total testosterone and an SHBG. Free testosterone is your active testosterone. Total testosterone is just how much you have total. The active is what makes you feel the best. It's what does all the work, does all Mm -hmm. the work. And then an SHBG is a sex hormone binding globulin. And what that does is it binds up the sex hormones. So you want to see if your SHBG is high, then you know why your testosterone, your estrogen are not, you know, circulating the way that they should. The other one I check is vitamin D. I check vitamin D on everyone. Everyone has almost 90% of the patients that I check vitamin D level on. It's terrible. It's amazing how many people have low vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. So we check vitamin D level on everyone, male and female. I always tell people, vitamin D is is a vitamin, but it's also a pre-hormone. So if your we fix your hormone levels, but your vitamin D is in the tank, it's kind of like we've put gas in the tank, 
but we're not pushing the pedal. So we always check a vitamin D level on everyone. That's very interesting. Yeah, people are, I think vitamin D got much more put out there for everyone when COVID hit. You know, everyone heard about your vitamin D levels need to be high, but vitamin D levels are important for so many things. I mean, Mm -hmm. so we definitely always check vitamin D level on everyone. And then if they don't have a PCP or they haven't had any recent lab work, then of course we'll check like a CBC, a CMP and a lipid panel, which is just, you know, your regular panel that your doctor normally orders for you. When you, because you were talking about the differences between the free testosterone and the total testosterone, when you do the hormone replacement with testosterone, does that testosterone fall into one or both categories? So both. So with males especially. So when Mm -hmm. I'm looking to treat, I'm looking at both your free and your total. When Mm -hmm. we increase your total, your free is going to come up. But a lot of times we'll see like a quote normal total, but your free is low. So that tells me that, you know, your symptoms are still coming from an abnormal testosterone level. So we check a free just kind of as a backup to the total, Mm -hmm. you know, to say, okay, yeah, your free is normal, but your total's in the tank. No wonder you're feeling bad. Yeah. Which my next question was, how do you measure the lab results to know what an individual needs? Well, the thing is, is that I don't give a lot of weight to lab values. So when we're talking about how to treat a patient, I'm not going to go by just what the values are. Mm -hmm. You know, if I look at your thyroid panel and it's high or it's low and you come in and, you know, if you look, go to a regular doctor, they're going to be like, oh, Miss Smith, your normals are fine. You know, your levels are fine. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, Miss Smith doesn't feel fine. She feels terrible. You know, she has all the symptoms of hypothyroidism, but yet her levels are, quote, within normal limits. Right. If you go by just the levels, you're never going to treat, you're not going to treat half these patients, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't go by the levels. I use the levels as a guideline, kind of just to, you know, give me that snapshot of where they are. And then I base my treatment on symptoms, you know, a hundred percent. There's just, you know, I, like I said, I use the labs as a guideline, but I go by their symptoms. Yeah. That makes so much sense because like you said, the normal levels for one person, it's going to be completely different than, or not normal, I should say, but optimal levels are going to be totally different per individual and what their individual body needs. So how can you just put a direct number for one thing? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think that kind of covers it all. Is there anything additional you would like to add about hormones or hormone labs? I think that you you said something that it, it's really funny that you said that because I talk to my patients about it all the time. I give them what I call my death talk. So, <laughs> so what I tell them when they come in, I tell all my patients this when they come in to see me for hormones. I tell them, you know, part of aging, you know, we're all aging. We're all getting older. And part of getting older is we're heading towards death. You know, Mm -hmm. part of that is losing your hormones. I tell people you're not losing your hormone levels because you're aging. You're aging because you're losing your hormone levels. Mm -hmm. And that's part of life. You know, that's part of getting older and dying. You lose your hormones. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things that are part of aging that we combat. You know, osteoporosis is part of aging, but we still give patients medicine for that. Mm -hmm. So if we have something that can help you feel the best that you can feel, why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, I have seen my patients have their lives have been changed by hormone replacement. I had one guy, he was in his 20s. He came in, his marriage was falling apart. He was depressed. He was just like his life was in a shambles. And he said, I need my hormone levels checked. Mm 
And of course we checked him. His testosterone was 107. Oh my gosh. And he was in his late twenties. So he was just, his life was just a mess. We started him on hormone replacement. He came back in a month and he was a different person. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. His marriage was better. His sex life, of course, was better. Um, But he felt better, like his depression, like everything. So when people think about hormones, they always just think they go straight to libido. But it's so much more than libido. It's your quality of life. It's your marriage. It's your attitude. It's everything. So no, you don't have to replace your hormones, but why wouldn't you, if you feel so much better? Absolutely. Whatever you said about the aging and hormones, yes, that statement, you told us that at the aesthetic show. And after you walked off, we were trying to repeat it because we were like, man, that's so good. But we could not <laughs> think of what it was. We tried yeah. for so long to think about what it was. But I mean, it's it's so true, though. So true. I mean, aging, you're going to age, but why not feel better while you age if you can? Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> well, yep. thank you again for joining me. Um, for more information on Candy, please visit definitewellness.net or you can find her practice on Facebook at Definite Wellness. And thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media to stay up to date on Qualgen. Thank you again, Candy. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Awesome. (laughs)